This is Completely Optional Knowledge. I am Andrew Norton, and this week, Veronica Simmons has a very uh, deep question for us. I I just want to know, what is the record for the longest time someone has been underwater? You don't mean someone, like, holding their breath, like a David Blaine, like, how long can you hold your breath underwater kind of thing? No, no, no. I mean, like, how long have you, like lived underwater. Huh. So uh, I got to ask, what made you kind of curious about this? Um, well, like I'm a swimming person. I swim often. I don't know. Like, remember when you were, I don't know if you remember doing this, but when I was a kid, we used to do something where like you get to the bottom of the pool and you have a tea party. <laughs> yes. So you want to know who took the tea party game to the next level. Yeah. And like, maybe they had a biscuit, like maybe they, you know, really chilled there and had a whole <laughs> snack. So humor me. Who do you think holds the record? What do you think the situation is? What, what do you think the answer is going to be? Well, I'm thinking like a week. Maybe not a week, maybe like a month. Could you just sort of like set up camp, you know? Okay, Veronica, I am going to find this out for you and I will call you back when we have the answer, okay? I really need to know. <laughs> this is urgent. This is desperate. This is desperate. I just like, I got, I got to know. <laughs> I'm Andrew Norton, and this is the Completely Optional Knowledge Podcast, brought to you by Greenpeace. Ask, inquire, seek the truth. The show where we take questions that make you go, huh? And we try and make you be like, oh. I phoned up Jessica Fain from Roan State Community College in Tennessee, and for her, the answer to this question about the underwater record is a really easy one to answer. Yes. It now sets at 73 days. And, and of course, you know this answer because you set that record. Yes. Um, Bruce Cantrell and myself actually lived in an underwater habitat for 73 days. We stayed in the Jules Undersea Lodge, which is located in Key Largo, Florida. Help me get my head around this. W what exactly were you doing down there? So it was an educational mission. We wanted students to kind of see that science is still a viable field that they can go into. And not only that, but it's something that you can do really interesting things with. You don't have to just sit in a lab. You can do some really interesting field work. And so what we did was we did a live YouTube broadcast once a week where we brought in experts in the field, we brought in astronauts, and basically we just sat down and, and interviewed them. We also did a program called Lunch with the Aquanauts. Let, let me just interrupt. Aquanaut, I love that term. <laughs> yes, yes, kind of like an astronaut except aquanaut, so it's underwater, yes. Every weekend we'd have middle schoolers who actually dove down and we would have lunch down there. We would talk about kind of the history and, and how the habitat itself is ran. Um, and then we kind of talked about some of the future of the habitats. So it was a lot of fun. So, so it's kind of like a clubhouse slash talk show underwater. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Can you describe what this habitat uh, looked like? It basically, on the outside, it looks like a barge. Okay. And then on the inside... Um, there's two long hot dog shaped tubes. Wait, aren't, aren't all tubes hot dog shaped? Well, <laughs> I guess there's some fatter ones and some skinnier ones, I guess, but yeah. I appreciate it. It paints a good picture. Yeah. Um, so one tube was the living room kitchen area and that's where we did our broadcasts. So if you watch it on YouTube, that's what you'll see. Um, and then the other tube was our two bedrooms. They were eight feet wide by 20 feet long. So pretty tight quarters. You weren't alone down there, right? You said it was it was a two-bedroom. Yes, uh, it was Bruce Cantrell and myself. And Bruce is another Roan State professor. And that was one of the things that we also did. We, we actually did a Roan State class, a college credit class that originated from the ocean. We'd call our students every 
Monday night, kind of like a Skype call. We would do the lecture from under the water. Hearing about you living down there, my brain just automatically goes to the mundane practical questions. So I like the mundane questions. I think because the, <laughs> the, I think the majority of the people don't know. And so I, I like these questions because it's something that you, you take for granted living on the surface, but living underwater, it brings in a whole new element of, well, how did you do this? We had all of our food, our supplies, all of our camera equipment, our computers, all of that had to be brought down in dry boxes. And then cooking. This is always Bruce's favorite story to, to kind of make fun of me for. For our kitchen, we didn't really have a kitchen. We had a mini fridge and a microwave. That's all we had. So we had hot dogs, and that was kind of like my favorite food to eat while we were down there. And I would get these hot dogs out, and they would be exploded. <laughs> I mean, I burn hot dogs. I burn hot pockets. And I'm like, <laughs> I know that I can cook these. This isn't the pinnacle of culinary uh, Yeah, like, like, I lived off this stuff in college. Why am I <laughs> suddenly really bad at cooking these? Um, and, and I'm not talking just a little, like, brown. I'm talking, like, a charcoal brick. And I was like, <laughs> why? It was a carbon-based diet for a while. <laughs> yeah. And then one day, you know, it clicked. If you go to high altitude and you're going to cook something, you have to cook it longer because there's not as much pressure. Okay. If you were at an overpressure system like what we were, you actually cook it less. Ah, so it's, so it's the opposite. Yeah. It's kind of like a pressure cooker. You know, pressure cooker cooks things faster. Sure, sure. But it was one of those things that you just didn't think about. I heard you guys got pizza delivered down there. We did. And, and you know, that was the that was the exciting part because we had the pizza delivered every weekend with the kids. And so they didn't care about the habitat. You know, that was like, ooh, cool, we're underwater. Pizza! Right, and then, yeah. And then that's what they talked about. I, I think that is your biggest contribution to the scientific community after all this, I'd say. <laughs> so I've, cha I've changed the scope for all underwater scientists from marine biologists everywhere. <laughs> They're going to go live underwater and expect pizza delivered every <laughs> so like, oh, This is nice, but where's the pizza? <laughs> yes. Okay, so <laughs> I was not expecting 73 days. That's bananas. <laughs> I think my major thought is just like, shout outs to you, Jessica. You blew my mind. I am your new best friend. And uh, I'll be seeing you in the Aquanaut hot dog tube or pizza party. <laughs> like, I sort of picture like a little astronaut type dude coming down with a box of pizza. Is that is that what we're getting? You know that special box when you order pizza online and you can type in like special instructions? You type like wear a scuba suit. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's definitely 18% tip. Or, or would you say more? Would you go 25? Yeah, of course. I think that's actually one of like the Aquanaut oaths that you have to take. You have to <laughs> vow to always tip very generously underwater. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You don't skimp. Don't skimp underwater. The Completely Optional Knowledge podcast is produced by me, Andrew Norton, and it's presented by Greenpeace. Our theme music was created by Breakmaster Cylinder. Visit completelyoptionalknowledge.org to subscribe to the show, to hear other episodes, and of course, to ask your questions. Because after all, we can't make this without your questions. And please, the weirder, the better. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back in two weeks with more Completely Optional Knowledge.